Hello, and welcome to the Three Will Podcast. This is your host, Danny Ryan. I have Tommy Ryan here with me. How you doing, Tommy? I'm doing well. Good morning, Danny. Good morning. We've got a couple of topics today that we'll cover, and we'll break it out into two podcasts. The first one, I just wanted to, to try this out since I'm um, just starting to read a couple of, uh, of books and, and uh, just wanted to sort of take the takeaways that I get from the books and talk it through with you. Okay. It's, like, it's like giving you the cliff notes to the book. You don't even have to read the book, Tom. Awesome. This is good hey, stuff, that, isn't it? That's the way I rolled in, in college. So. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, we'll just leave that one alone. Um, so what... Um, Recently, I went on a retreat with uh, with Amy, with my wife, at the Windshape Retreat Center. This is at Berry College, and it, this was something that um, the Windshape Foundation, which was started by Chick-fil-A, mm-hmm. um, and they ended up converting this dairy into this beautiful retreat facility, and we had just a great time there, and they had a little... Um, a statue of, I guess you still call it a statue if it's someone sitting on a bench of Truett Cathy okay. there. And uh, it just got me into, and they had a couple books in the room, and uh, uh, it just got me intrigued about reading more about the organization. And then w- tomorrow we're going to the Innovation Center um, and visiting there. So I just wanted to do a little bit of homework yeah, great. Um, for reading up more on the culture because that's part of my role is making sure that we work with the right organizations. I think, I think there's no doubt in our mind that Chick-fil-A is a great organization, but I just wanted to do a little bit of research for it. And so I read a book called It's My Pleasure, and it's by uh, Deanne Turner. Um, and the subtitle is The Impact of Extraordinary Talent in a Compelling Culture. And uh, mm, definitely like reading through this, <laughs> talking about culture. I'm just going to wind you up and you're going to take oh, off. Are you ready um, for this, Tommy? Are you ready? I don't know. So <laughs> I have 10 takeaways from this book. And the first is, is I just wanted to start with, um, it's my pleasure. You know, whenever you, I, I, I find it, um, you know, when you're at a Chick-fil-A and, you know, you say thank you and you automatically get that response from them. Um, one of the things I really like about it is that it's, it sort of shows a very appreciative, a very thankful, a very grateful, uh, comment when you hear that back. And I think, um, like when you go, when you're at other places and you tell someone, thank you, and there's no response back, it just seems weird. It seems unusual, um, uh, to not get any response back of, Mm -hmm. you know, I'm a customer and and just even acknowledging that. Um, but I just, I thought that's sort of what draw, it drew me to this book, which was, it's my pleasure. And I think just hearing that from people and being a part of a culture that's appreciative. Nice. Nice. Yeah. Um, I'm going to get you warmed up here. <laughs> I'm warming you up here. Uh, the second one is, is about, um, is about culture. And I mentioned Truett Cathy, Cathy earlier, and his was, uh, one of the things he said, was we're not in the chicken business, we're in the people business. Right, I've heard of that And before. sort of yeah. taking it that, you know, that we're, you, some people would look at it, you know, you're, that you're putting together <laughs> breakfast and lunch for people and you're, you know, processing chicken and all this stuff. And really he saw this whole thing about being in the people business and about, you know, and what, what I find very interesting with him is, is the whole franchise model, the operator model that they have, where he's actually, you know, giving people the opportunity to start their own business, which I thought, you know, that's, that that was probably very fulfilling for him to, to Mm -hmm. be able to Mm -hmm. do this. Um, but very much the book started off with, with focusing in 
on the culture of the business and focusing in on the people aspect of the business. The third one was, um, you mind if I interject I'll, there? I do. Well, <laughs> please. Can't I'll, let you go too long. Yeah, I know. Um, I, 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 I'll talk I to really you guys. Like in, the, I'll talk to you guys in 10 minutes here. <laughs> I really like the, the, the people aspect. I think that's something that when we look at free will, our initial, logo was a Venn diagram and it was people process technology and that we focus on the intersection of those three and I think the reason we did that is we feel that we're passionate about technology um, but we know the people aspect of it is the most important Mm -hmm. part of it Mm -hmm. I think as we've matured over the years we've learned more and more as it relates to hiring the right people being successful with our customers, um, just you know, being successful as a company in general, that people has to come first. Mm-hmm. Awesome. Um, so I, I like you know, you know, being in the people business. We're we're almost in the I would say the relationship business. We're trying to help teams work together better. Mm-hmm. Um, so you know, I think that kind of boils down to when we were talking about last time, uh, as it relates to. You know what we're trying to do is we're trying to create relationships. So it took me all the way to to um, number three to get to the first chapter, which was about creating a compelling culture. And it started off with you showed that like Simon Sinek video about why, yeah, and starting with why, starting with why, yeah. um, and then you know that really the book starts off with you know you have to have a a clear purpose for existing. Why do you exist? Um, and, uh, basically tell a story about Truett and rallying the troops and saying, this is the reason why, um, they have their business at all is to glorify God by sending a faithful, by being a faithful steward of all that has been entrusted to us to be a positive influence on all who come in contact with Chick-fil-A. I'll stop my phone while you do that. Okay. (laughs) That did, that did it on my computer. Sorry, I didn't have my phone on. It just was my computer. Oh, Go ahead. Interesting. Yeah. Um, yeah, so th- that purpose, I think we look at our different practices and in, in our morning brew, and we've talked about the morning brew before. We've used that for you know, sharing things about Office 365, but we also have used it recently to be able to look at our practices, and we start with why why have that practice in mm-hmm. the first place and i think we're, you know we, we need to have purpose mm-hmm. in what we do otherwise you know we feel very mechanical i think uh you you lend, you tend to go um into a burnout stage if there's no driving purpose that kind of gets you up in the morning mm-hmm. um to go after you know what you're doing i think we have natural talents that lead us into doing the work that we do but we have to have purpose we have to have a reason why we do those practices. So they say that this corporate purpose is carved into a stone pedestal that now sits in front of the door at the corporate headquarters. And only you have to get a picture of me in front of this thing about that. <laughs> yeah. Um, it serves as a daily reminder to everyone who passes through our doors that what we are in the business to do. And then it gets into to, uh, core values, which, you know, for us was um, part of the reason why we're called three will is because of free will, which was one of our key corporate values that we, we oh, yeah. you know, started the whole company off with. Let's focus in on what, what do we value as an organization? Um, the next one is for number four is, and I just, this is something I wanted to share with you. Um, 
they have their operators, um, they have a leadership model that's called the SERVE model. And the SERVE model, uh, basically it's an acronym, which the S is for see and shape the future, E is for engage and develop others, R is for reinvent continuously, V is for value results and relationships, and E is embody the company values. Yeah, yeah, I, I could, you know, we could dive into each one of those, yeah. but I think that's, you know, one of the things that popped up in my mind as you were reading that is our um, having sponsors at Three Wheel. You know, mm -hmm. why do we have sponsors at Three Wheel? I think it, you know, one is to to serve and enable others and and to pass down the values. I mean, we pick people at Three Wheel to be a sponsor. It's not because of an organizational structure, but it's because they, they know how to embody the values of three will, and we see that they can mentor and help others, mm -hmm. um, you know, learn those values over time. Number five is, uh, we like things in threes, so this is a 3C one, which is about hiring. It says um, to hire for character, for competency, and for chemistry. Mm-hmm. So the first one, and really what they emphasize with characters, like you can't, you can't change somebody's <laughs> character, um, and how somebody behaves in the little ways. We've learned that. Big I mean, that's probably yeah. been our biggest problem. Is, um, you know, how they say is hire slow, fire fast, and mm -hmm. and uh, we've learned that if there's not a, the character and the chemistry is not there, um, it's just a slow death, mm -hmm. and I think. That's one of the things that you, you try to tease out in the interview process. You're not always successful, but after the first you know month of working together, usually you know what what's there. You know from a character and and you know from a, a chemistry with others at the company and with your clients. So I think yeah. that's those are important. Deanne had this comment that um, she asked herself this question was. Uh, would I want my three children to work for this person? Really, with the probably a combination mm -hmm. of the character and the chemistry, is, mm -hmm. is thinking about what type of a person is this, and would I feel comfortable that you know to have my children? That, that speaks to not only what you know the actions that you're seeing, just sort of what what type of a person is this, and would I want my kids to work with this type of person? Right, and and you know going back to the, it's a people business for Chick Fil A, you know for us it's very similar to that too because. Um, we're not just developing things. Uh, we have a lot of face time with the customers that we serve. Um, so you want your customer to be um, comfortable. I, I, th I think about not my children, but I think about you know what I feel comfortable with our customers. Um, would these people have the right chemistry and serve them well? And, and I think that changes from customer to customer. Mm -hmm. I think there's different chemistry depending on the type of client. Um, there's some hard, hard charging clients that you have to be able to, you know, scrap and be in the battle with them. And then there's some that are more laid back and need some, um, help along the way to figure out what mm -hmm. to do next. Mm -hmm. And sometimes that takes a different type of, um, kind of set of skills and, and there's a different chemistry there. Numero six, uh, sustainable talent. So in this uh, chapter, she talks about um, keeping people physically health healthy, 
mentally healthy and emotionally healthy. Mm-hmm. I think when you think about some of the folks who have, we're, we're fortunate in that we've got people who've worked here over 10 years. Right. And how do you create some an environment where it's a sustainable environment for people to be here long term? Uh, she points out, you know, the physically part where they have, they work out on, you know, a workout facility on, uh, uh, on premise and things right. like that. Where, you know, if you're not physically taking care of you, I'm talking to somebody who mm-hmm. understands mm-hmm. that mm-hmm. you take really good care of yourself because that's, mm-hmm. if you, if that's mm-hmm. not there, then everything else falls apart. That's right. Um, mentally healthy and emotionally healthy as well. Yeah. I think it's Stephen Covey with, yeah. uh, those, those are very similar concepts um, mm-hmm. in terms of um, how to sharpen the saw. Yep. And those are areas that you continue to have to invest in. And you want to support you know, people in the organization to, to be able to do those things. And as a company that we look at ourselves as a lifestyle type business, um, we attract people that want to have that balance in life. And, mm-hmm. and if they're on the road constantly in a big consulting firm, you know, coming to three will, they can still be technically challenged, but they can have the balance of um, time with family and time for exercise. Mm-hmm. Um, we, we're flexible around the work hours here. We're not very particular about you've got to be here by this hour and stay to this hour. It's more about getting the work done and, and integrating your life with your work in a way that gives you the appropriate balance and the opportunity to take care of yourself. Um, you know, we're, we're not about burning people out. You know, we, we're in an environment that people can be challenged technically, grow. I, I think from a, a career standpoint, have a bigger am- impact over time. Mm-hmm. And then um, at the end of the day, you, you it's your choice to, <laughs> to stay that mental and, and physically healthy. Um, but we give you the opportunity to do that. Number seven is steward talent. And, and for this, I just pulled one of the uh, quotes from the book, which is the kindest thing you can do for someone is tell them the truth. And this has to do with giving feedback to someone yeah, who's working yeah. there. That's hard. Yeah. You know, so we had a process for reviews at Three Will that we would essentially evaluate people's skills mm-hmm. and go through a whole bank of skills for people, process technology and rate people. And then come up with, you know, kind of an action plan of how can we grow that, that individual. And uh, we've moved that into a, a much simpler model, um, which is a retrospective. Mm-hmm. And retrospectives, for those that don't know what that term is in the sprint world, it's um, stepping back and saying, what should we continue doing? What should we stop doing? And what should we start doing? And so we ask those three questions when a sponsor gets with the sponsee, um, they reach out to others that interact with them and ask those questions and collect that information. And the hardest, the one that you get the few answers for is that stop and start. Yeah. And that's where you have to be, you know, truthful and sometimes it hurts yeah. um, and trying to be, you know, constructive with that. It's, it's easy to say, you're great. You do this great. You do this great. There's a pat on the back. A lot of pats on the back and I'll get 10 of those and I might get one of those stops or starts. And I really value the people that put time into thinking about that stop or start because we can all grow. It's just a matter. It's uncomfortable to tell the truth. And they have to be, they have to be in a position where, because 
they could be asked to do the um, the other person could be asked to do their start stop continue, and they have to be comfortable to be able to say something that might be uncomfortable to say, right. and be in an environment. And we're not using those the the retrospective to to basically decide on compensation or things like. It's supposed to be there just to provide feedback for the person. Is that correct? It really yes. It's there to grow the individual. The results of what they do. Mm-hmm is what's impacting their compensation. So when you look at a feedback review, there is no performance metrics, and, and for good or for worse. Yeah. I, I think there's some pros and cons to that. Yeah. But we've decided, you know, keep it simple and focus on the growth of the individual. The results is what we need to look at. And we're a small enough organization we can understand people's impact. Nice. Uh, number eight, saying no. A big, I put a big N and a big O, and again pulling a quote from um, from that chapter: "Integrity suffers and relationships are diminished when we don't do what we say we will do." This is definitely in line of making and keeping commitments. It's sure. definitely in line with the, our our core value of honesty. Uh, but uh, when I saw this, I was like, "Tommy's going to like this quote." Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> I mean, I think we're we're constantly in that situation of uh, making and keeping commitments. You know, in the sales cycle, we're talking to people, and this week has been a a great week. Um, a lot, a lot of requests for estimations. Ooh, we like that. And um, <laughs> but that can be st- stressful, and also it, it can be you want to please the person. You want to say, "I can get it to you tomorrow," and sometimes you have to, you know say, well, we've got to get this, um, we, we need some time. And I think people respect that. Um, and so that's not saying no. I think what it, it's saying no to is, um, you know, setting unrealistic expectations. Um, you're saying, I'm going to commit to something I can do versus commit to something and not do it and ask for kind of forgiveness for not doing it. Um, we're always going to be in that situation where, you know, we make mistakes. But, you know, saying no to things, um, that's, that's a challenge. I think we look at, when we looked at our practices, that's what I grapple with is, do we say no enough to the things that we need to say no to? Mm-hmm. Um, because you're, you're really trying to find enough work to keep everybody engaged because that is... That's good from a financial standpoint. Is it good from a, a, a mental standpoint? Sure Everybody is. here wants to be making an impact. So sitting on the bench is not healthy for a number of reasons. So we have broadened our practices, and that uh, concerns me at times to say, have we? Should we say no to some of those? Um, and I always challenge myself mentally to say, you know, should we be saying no? Um, we do say no to you know a lot of things. There's you know things that we haven't done in the past, which is we're not an infrastructure engineering organization, um, so um, you know we don't go and set up networks and we don't do desktop support. I think that's I guess easier to say no because we don't have people passionate around that. Mm-hmm. Um, but I, I think that's something that I'm trying to learn and grow from is you know where to say no where to delegate and where, where to say yes. I think we all have that challenge of, you know, focusing on the right things. 
Number nine is um, they have this concept at Chick-fil-A of employee value promise. Basically, what what's the value to being an employee at Chick-fil-A? And, the, and a couple things from, from that is the first thing that they note is that they care about you personally. So there's a personal aspect. And, and I think as a small company, it's sort of like it's probably the more you grow as a company, it's probably more difficult to make oh, yeah. an individual feel cared about personally. And I know we just do a lot of stuff around here to, to you know, whether it's something that happens to an, a family member or whatever it is that people are honestly cared about. Right, right. Yeah, we have things like the associate of the month that we mm-hmm. recognize in our company meeting each month. We have praises that we recognize within that and we we use yammer to mm-hmm. recognize when someone's you know made a big difference and so i think we care about that we need to continue to do that we need to you can always improve that i think you have to just keep that awareness that at the end of the day um you know people need to have recognition they need to um, feel like a human being that you know there's it's they're not just a cog in a wheel mm-hmm. um, that they actually you know bring value and they have uniqueness as an individual and I think we try to pull that out to to show what makes different people at three will unique and valuable another aspect of this employee value promise is they say we serve each other. If, uh, one of the quotes I like: "If you're not serving chicken, you better be serving someone who is." <laughs> <laughs> yeah, um, yeah, and then yeah. I mean, their chicken is our, you know, our code. So if you're not serving code, you, you better, better be, be serving, serving someone that's serving code. That's nice. <laughs> that's that would be a good quote to put around here in the office. Uh-huh. If you're not serving code. Um, and then uh, along with that, they say serving one another is excellent practice in preparation for serving. And they're po- they say guests for us, it's clients. So serving one another is excellent practice in preparation for serving clients. Right, right. And, and I think we talk about that. And I don't know if we've emphasized that enough lately, but we have you know external customers and internal customers Mm -hmm. and um, we really should be serving each other internally with you know the same amount of passion and 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 um, understanding and tolerance as the people that we serve on the outside Mm -hmm. Um, because they're both important i mean you know they're it's kind of that goose and the golden egg i mean i think and, and another Covey concept is you, you just don't want to push people for production only and not invest in their production capacity. Mm-hmm. Um, so I, I think um, serving others here at Three I think we do a decent job of that. We always need to improve. We always need to find ways to um, not take advantage of each other. I think that's you know sort of like a family thing. You know we. You know, we all experience that where we might let our guard down with our family, um, and you, and we can let our guard down internally at three will, um, and we tend to you know not to do that with clients. But you know, we want it. We want to make that relationship healthy because we're going into battle together. Mm-hmm. Um, we need to have a strong team, and that comes through respect respect of each other and and support of each other. Number ten, we hit it. Number ten. 
is practice servant leadership. And I, not to make you gush, but you are one of the, uh, you, this is you. I mean, this is, mm-hmm. this is the way you're used to being as an individual, as a leader within the company. And I'm just going to read to you some of the principles that he has in here. And uh, I couldn't read this chapter and not think of you. So oh, wow. think, um, it says, uh, don't expect others to do what you are unwilling to do. Uh, acknowledge that every, te- every member of the team is important. If there is a line, be the last one in it. Share opportunities and privileges uh, with those who might otherwise never have the opportunity. And the last one is be inclusive. I, I can't agree more. Yeah. Yeah. That, um, I think I want to read this book. <laughs> <laughs> I've got a copy right here yeah, that I can yeah. let you borrow. Absolutely. You can, you can borrow the book and then that's 10, but, um, I had to add a number 11 okay. because I'm always about overachieving. That's kicking that's, it up a notch, k- kicking it up a notch. And of course the number 11 is nurture abundance mentality. So I'm going to jump over to, for folks who are in the book, it's on uh, page, uh, 91 in the, the hardcover book. And then I just want to read you about the m- abundance mentality. People who have an abundance mentality foster other people's dreams. People who have an abundance mentality have confidence. People who have an abundance mentality coach and mentor others. People who have an abundance mentality are optimistic. People who have an abundance mentality are generous. This is definitely, oh, yeah. this is Covey, right? Oh yeah. 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 This is, this is great stuff though. I mean, it's uh, how do you create you know, an environment of scarcity is there's not enough and everybody's, you know, how do you create a true team if you're creating this environment where there's a scarcity involved in that? Yeah, and I think we, we try to do a, a good job at that. And sometimes you're, I get concerned about compensation models that might create uh, a scarcity mentality. Um, but I, I think from a stand, you know, we've got utilization and that impacts people's, quote, mm-hmm. bottom lines in mm-hmm. a sense. And I think there's the right spirit there. There's enough of the drive to accomplish your goals, mm-hmm. um, but not stepping on each other along the way. I think there's a, a good team type environment, especially for consulting. I think consulting can can lead to a bunch of individuals competing for themselves. Mm-hmm. And we try to knock down those barriers and, and um, you know do a good job of that. And also externally, I think as an organization, we don't talk a lot about competition. It's easy to mm-hmm. start talking about competition. And I think that leads to a scarcity mentality. Um, of course, we've got to recognize that. We have to be smart about how do we position ourselves to be able to attract the projects that bring out the best in us and that we have the, the opportunity to you know, put our best foot forward. Um, and you know, competition is, is there. But at the end of the day, I think we focus on how can we be better, not, oh, we, we've got to you know, beat this company. It's more of how can we improve as a mm-hmm. company. One last quote, and this is um, a quote from the book, and it says, For Truett Cathy, selling chicken was a means to impact the world. And I think you know our video <laughs> that mm-hmm, we created mm-hmm. is called Impact. I think that's the the part that you and I are really you know want to focus in on, and and the legacy that we want to leave behind is making an impact. Right. Yeah. I, I remember our first project together at Extreme Logic um, was doing YellowTruck.com. You know, renting trucks, um, and 
I think what the thing about that project that was exciting and and made you want to get up each morning to go tackle it was you knew that it changed how people can do things in a in a way that makes life better mm-hmm. and um you know it's it's not like a mission trip type to let uh, make life better but you know we we'd like to see projects that we do get deployed have an impact see a ROI and there's something that we feel you know internally that we're not here just to code but we're here to to make business impacts and it's often you know along the theme of work together better you know we're typically not work you know nowadays working on more internal collaboration sites and sometimes right. don't get the, the 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 feedback from people like you know if we've made a workflow better or if we've done you know made a a, a provisioning process easier or whatever we did on that projects we don't you know, it's we sometimes get feedback from clients about you know, hey, the users are so happy about this, but it's it's like you come in, you're trying to do your best to make an impact inside of that organization, but sometimes if it, you know you you don't get the feedback that you you've made that impact, it's, it's yeah, tough sometimes. Yeah, it is, and and you have to kind of cherish the moments that you get that you feedback do, that absolutely. you're making an impact. And just yesterday, we're down at Secretary of State and. Um, talking to the folks there and they want us to help govern their environment and mm-hmm. and help provide some architectural guidance to you know they're they're working with different vendors and internally and and trying to do more in sharepoint and at the end of the day they said this this platform is making a big impact for us it's getting a lot of momentum That's great. and we've been a key part of that and they're looking for us to nurture and keep that healthy that there's high trust that um, we can lead them down the right path, keep them on the guardrails to be successful. And um, that's an impact. You know, we, we, they feel like it's now mission critical. It, it is business critical for them that they have SharePoint in their environment because they have figured out how to bring that into the DNA of how they get things done. Awesome. Well, I enjoy doing this with you. I don't, sure, I, maybe we'll do some of these as I read other books is just pick 10 things out of them and uh, just talk them through and, and, uh, and, you know, for me, it's been interesting now that I've, uh, moved up to coming and I have my drive. I'm driving down here to Alpharetta and passing by a couple of poultry plants and by the Chick-fil-A's. And I think it's just good to realize, you know, the businesses that are around and, uh, you know, these, the, the cultures that are created inside of these businesses and just get to learn more about them and, see how that changes sort of the way that, you know, your business is and the way that's, you know, what you're trying to create. So I enjoyed mm-hmm. re- it was it was good to read this book and you definitely can borrow it. Absolutely. Yeah. Yeah. Um, I don't have a Kindle version. I have the <laughs> I have yeah. the hardback book because sometimes I just like to have I like to put uh, underlined things and put creases into things and stuff like that. So but uh, well, thank you for doing this, Tommy. Sure, Danny. And look forward to going tomorrow down to Chick-fil-A. Yeah, that's going to be a fun trip. It would be an even more meaningful ex- experience going down there. It would be fun to, to, to check the place out. And uh, and it was a great book to read, a great culture, and just glad to have companies like Chick-fil-A here in, uh, in Georgia. So it's good stuff. All right. Thank you so much, Tommy. All right. See you, Danny. Thank you, everybody, for taking the time to listen. Sorry this was a bit of a long one, but uh, hopefully you got a lot out of it. Uh, We appreciate you taking the time to listen to the podcast. Just a quick um, thing to ask from you. 
uh, in iTunes, if you could give us a review or a rating, that would be wonderful. Five star would be great. That would make me very happy. But uh, uh, if you could do that, that just still help us with the promotion of the podcast. And I really appreciate you taking the time to do that. Thanks, everyone. Have a wonderful day. Take care. Bye-bye. Bye-bye.